the process of our learning really reflects the year, not just in the sequence that Sukkah comes after, after Yom Kippur, but also in the, um, uh, in the flow. That as you know, that as Yom Kippur ends, we're supposed to do something for the Sukkah, Motsu Yom Kippur, um, e- even before we break the fast to, be- to, begin, to begin Sukkah. And that's not only because of the reasons that, we, that, that, that are, are given in, in the Shulchan Aruch and elsewhere that, um, that, that we want to get started right away, but it's also part of the, uh, the, the awareness that we need for Sukkah is an awareness that we gain by the levels we achieve on Yom Kippur. Because let's look at the Psukim, and, and we know that Mishnah always assumes that you know the Psukim already. Uh, you've got to read the Mishnah as a follow-on from the Psukim. You don't start looking at a Mishnah. When you look at a Mishnah, you've got to read the Psukim first. That's almost implied as part of the text. And the Psukim in Parshas Emor, You shall sit in a Sukkah for seven days. So that your generation should know that I brought you out in Sukkot. Not that I brought you out, but that I made you live. I settled you. Hoshavti means I settled you into Sukkot while you were, on the, on the, while you were traveling from Mitzrayim to, um, to Eretz Israel when I took you out of Mitzrayim. So that Hoshavti is an is important word. And it links in the previous pasuk to Besukot Teshvu. So it's the Yeshiva which is important. And we, we, there are two things that we tend to lose sight of in, in Sukkot. The one is that it's the Yeshiva that is important. More important than the Sukkah. The Sukkah is, is what, what enables the Yeshiva. It's Teshvu and Lamayin Yedu Ki Hoshavti. So it's... it's you, you live, you settle into a sukkah so that you can relive the settling into the sukkahs uh, during the coming out of Mitzrayim. And the Targum says very clearly that's talking about Ananei Kavod. It doesn't give two, two deos, as we'll see on Daf Yudalaf in sukkah. The, 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 the Targum translates it as Ananei Kavod. Sukkah, that's, that's Ananei Kavod. And... Uh, and Rashi, Kibisukoto Shavti, Ananei Kavod. And Rashi will say on the, on the Mishnah as well, there's no, in the Gemara, there's no question that the Pshat is Ananei Kavod. If you look at the Rashi that, that, that I've brought further down, uh, the first Rashi, Laman Yedu, even though you've got to learn the Posuk, the Pashtus, and the Pashtus of the Posuk, the way you translate it for a child in Cheder, is Ananei Kavod. But the drosha is, it's also, the, it's also physical Sukkot. Look how off, off target we are. Most of us, when we come Sukkot, we think the Pshat is Sukkot, and we tell the children all the story that we made Sukkot when we were in the desert. It was all about Sukkot. Nonsense. That's not what it's about. That's a drosha. The, the Pshat is that we were Ananei Kavod. And, and what is the Ananei Kavod? What's that got to do with the Sukkot? So Rashi says also, we'll see further on, all in the other three Rashis that I've been. The Sukkot Hainus Kishma. Sukkah means chach. So again, when we're teaching children and translating to the children, you don't say sukkah is a booth. Sukkah means chach. That's what it means. Because when I brought you out of of Mitzrayim, I I settled you under schach. And what is schach? It's a a protective layer from the sun. That's what schach is. 
What is that? The Ananei Kavod. Those were the clouds that protected you from the sun. It, they did other things too, of course, but that, that's what the word Tzchach means. And that's how we need it translated. Ki besukot teshvu shivat yamim, translated for the children, I brought you out of Mitzrayim and the protective clouds of, of COVID. And, and, and therefore you should sit under a protective covering. Which is what? We can't rely that they're always ananim, and when they are, they're not ananei kavod, and they're too high. So we simulate. We simulate the ananei kavod with the branches. Why do branches look like the ananei kavod? They don't. But they create shade. It's the shade that's the important part. It's sitting in the shade created by a protective covering which has kedusha. That, that's what really what a sukkah is. Sukkah is sitting under a protective covering that, that has Kedusha. In the case of the Midbar, it was the Ananei Kavod. And in our case, we, we use the, the Schach, which has Kedusha, because it's set aside to be used for that particular purpose. That's what Sukkah is. So now what I, what I want to share with you is, it, more, more than anything, even than an introduction to the ideas of Sukkot, which we've already seen from the Psukim and from Rashi, uh, what, what I want to show you really is methodology, the way the, way the Gemara learns, which is so amazing. So the Gemara starts off, and, and not with a whole philosophic thing, because we don't start with, with philosophy. That's, that's also so important. And here we deviate from uh, all the conservative and reform and even some modern Orthodox people. Get straight to what is sukkah about, and why do we sit in sukkah, and what's its meaning? Who cares? Give whatever meaning you want to it. That's, that's artistic. If it means whatever it means to you, it makes no difference. What's important is what are the halachot? From the halachot, we'll figure out what the intention is. But the only thing we know for sure is the halachot. In fact, Sukkot is one of the very few places where the Torah does give us a reason. Leman yedu dorotechem. This is the reason you do the, you do the mitzvah. That's part of the halacha, actually. It's not a philosophy. That's part of the halacha, as we'll see. So the, the Masechta starts right, right away, not with what is Sukkot and why do we sit in Sukkot and where does it come from? Sukkah, shehigvoa lamala. What are the dimensions of a Sukkot? Height is important. There's a minimum and a maximum height. And the, 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 the sides are important. Why are the sides important? That's going to be a big theme in Masech Tesukah. If it's all about the Ananei Kavod, why can't you have four poles holding up a covering of, of Schach? What do you need Defanot at all for? What is the role of the Defanot? That's going to be a big issue. And you need the... Um, more, sa- more shade than, than sun, because as Rashi says, if you don't, then it's bottle, and it's as if there's no shade at all. Um, so, so those are the requirements of a sukkah. We start off with the technical requirements of the sukkah. Then the Gemara goes into a weird kind of question. It goes right off track, brings a brisa from Masechta Eruvin about a mabui, so you've got a, a kind of a passageway, with uh, between two Rishus Arabims and you've got uh, houses on both sides. So you put up a mabu, you put up a beam across one side, so now it's a three-sided structure, and that can be considered as a Rishut Hayachid. But there too we find the 20 amma limit, that there's, a, that there's a height limit in design. But what's interesting, the, the Gemara says, is there, Gabi Sukkah Datani Psula, we use the word posel in the case of the Mishnah, whereas in the case of Eruvin, we use the takanta, we say lower it. We don't say it is posel. There's a stylistic difference. So our Mishnah says if a sukkah is more than 20 amas high, it's posel. And Eruvin says if the mabu is more than 20 amas high, lower it. 
Ask the Gemara, why don't we say the same here? Lower it. What's the big deal and why is the Gemara getting hung up first thing before we even get into principles? Into f- we talk about first principles. Really? Is first principles to get into the particular word that's used into the, literally, into the literary style of the Mishnah? So we see, in a sense, yes, because this is going to reveal the whole story. So when I said some of the methodology, some of the methodology is to notice peculiarity, particularly in the Loshan of a Mishnah, certainly in Psukim, but particularly in the Loshan of the Mishnah, because Rabbi Yudha Anasi was a master literary genius and, and grammarian. He was just such a master of language, and you see the differences between Bryce's and Mishnahs. And that's why we can be so medaic in a Mishnah. Uh, the, the Rabbi Yudha Anasi, like the Rambam after him, just a master literary genius to be able to take all these complicated concepts of, of the Gemara and put them into simple Hebrew as the Rambam does. Uh, and for Rabbi Yudha Anasi to take all these convoluted rices and put them into clear, crystal clear Loshan um, HaKodesh in the Mishnah. So when Rabbi Yudha Anasi chooses a word, it's important. And it's important, it's not just why does he say possible, because what's the answer to why does he say possible? Again, we're teaching the Cheder child, the Cheder child says, why does he say possible? So the answer is, why not? What do you mean, why do you say possible? That's what you say. That's not how you ask a cashier. You ask a cashier and say, but there's a precedent for not saying possible. There's a precedent for saying takante. Now here you see two, two approaches also to, to communication. This goes so far beyond sukkah. Um, Tosfus uses the, the term and, and says that the reason is, and I, I bring it f- further down in bold, Psulo is not as nice a way to say it as Yemait. And then there's the Gemorim Psochim, which we'll have a look at. But, but what Tosfus is t- pointing out to us is that there's a nice way to say it and a less nice way to say it. What's wrong with Psula? It's negative. It's just negative. So it, it doesn't work. When somebody says it doesn't work, it won't work, that's negative. To say lower it, make it work, is positive. Often when somebody says this won't work, then the answer is always, okay, so what do you have to do to make it work? Don't tell me it won't work. Tell me what I have to do to make it work. That's a positive. There's positive energy to Loshan Takanta, and there's negative energy to Loshan of Posel. Um, Posel also means you can't. It's just it's a negative thing altogether, and we see the both Tosfus and Rashi, from different perspectives, bring the Gemorim Psochim, where the Torah is careful not to use the word Tameh if it can say Enena Tohora. Because Enena Tohora, it's not Tohora, it's just a nicer, more positive way of saying it than Tameh. So in our choice of words, we try and use positive words because that affects the energy of the communication. And since we have a precedent for using Loshan Takanta, what do we do to fix it? It's strange that our Mishnah would use the word possible. Why is this so important? Because by pausing on the wording, we get to the essence of the issue which, which Rabbo introduces us. And the Gemara then goes on, because the Gemara answers, sorry, before we get to Rabbo, the, the first answer of the Gemara is the difference is that Sukkah is the Oraisa and Mabu is the Rabbonin. What does that mean? It's not just that one is the Oraisa and one is the Rabbonin. When something is the Oraisa, it means this is its essence. When something is the Rabbonin, it means the Rabbonin have told you to do something. That, that means that if a sukkah is more than 20 amos high, it's not just lower it and then it'll be fine. What the Mishnah is telling you is it's not a sukkah. It's, it's a booth with a tall roof. It's, it's whatever you want to call it, but it's not a sukkah. That's what Midor Raisa means. It's not defined as a sukkah. 
A sukkah that's lamayla mi'isri mama is not a sukkah. So the word psula comes to tell you it's not, it's a sukkah, but you know what? Make it, bring it, bring down the ceiling a little bit to make it kosher. No, it's not a sukkah, it's a nothing until, until it's done. With mabui, mabui is not a halachic concept. Sukkah is a concept created by halacha. So if it's not to specification, it's not a sukkah. A, a mabui is not a concept created by halacha. Mabui is an engineering concept. All the, we use the engineering concept to be matirurushut. But it's not as if Chazal created the idea of a beam. A beam is a beam. And if a beam is 50 amus high or 10 amus high, a beam is a beam. It's still a, it's still a beam. That's not the issue. The issue is how Chazal want to, want to change the nature of the rushut. And the mabu is just the vehicle. But in the case of sukkah, it's not that a sukkah is a sukkah that makes it. No, there's no such thing as a sukkah until the Torah told us what a sukkah is. It created the idea of the sukkah. So dimensions in sukkah is not the best way to make it or an advisory way to make it or that's how you should make it. It's definition. Without those dimensions, this thing is not called a, is not called a sukkah. That, that's the difference. And then we go into the whole machlokas of the three different deyas, whether it's uh, Rabbe, Rabbi Zeira, or Rava, as to where do we get it from, what, what element of it is. And, and we see we won't have time to go into the, into the Gemara, but what we see here is something foundational in all areas of construction, creation, and even ideas. There are three dimensions to them. There's a dimension of intention, there's a dimension of design, and there's a dimension of structure. Why are you building this thing? What is its design? What are the, what's the blueprint? And what is it made of? What is the structure? And that's, those three dimensions are in everything. If you're giving a, a drosha, you're giving a dvar Torah, you're writing an article, uh, always have those three things in mind. What is the intention? You're writing an email. It's the same thing. Any communication. What is my intention? Why am I doing this? What's the design? How am I laying it out? And what's the structure? What examples am I using? What language am I using? What's it actually made of? And you'll see that in each of Rabbo talks about the intention. Laman Yedudu is not proper Yedia if it's not if if it's too high. Rabbi Zeru says it's a design concept that if it's too high you don't experience the tail of the of the sukkah. It's a matter of design. And Rava says it's structure. If it's not, if it's too high, you've got to make it too too secure, you've got to make it too permanent, and that undermines the intended structure of a sukkah. So we learn from the way Rabbah, Rabbi Zeira, and Rava learn the origins of this requirement as to the, as to the definition of sukkah. Is, it def, is sukkah defined by its intention? Is sukkah defined by its design? Or is sukkah defined by its structure? Those are the differences between Rabbah, Rabbi Zeira, and Rava. And we'll probably see a lot of that play out in the Masechda as we, as we get into it. So looking forward to learning it with you and uh, discovering new things in the...